You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. On this show, we talk to people around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast or toyphotographers.com's podcast, official podcast. My name is Christine Alexanderson, and I'm going to host this uh, podcast with my dear friend Shelley Corbett on the other side. Hi, Shelley. How are you? Are you up for doing a podcast with me? Oh, thanks, Christina, for having me. Of course, I'm always up for a lively and riveting conversation about toy photography with you. (laughs) (laughs) You are filling in for James. He's off. And we decided on doing a new themed podcast show. And the theme is normal. How did you come about thinking about normal as a theme for your photography? I think that normal is an incredibly difficult subject to think about because as soon as you suggested it in our last conversation, I immediately went to normal, not normal, and it set up this tension between what what we think is normal, which really is just masquerading as doing what you're told versus or something along those lines, getting along going with the flow, that's normal. And anytime you step out of that, that's not normal. And so it set up a real tension for me. So I struggled with that a lot. And all the photos I had in my head were like super complex and would require me to take a six week class in Photoshop. So I'm like, yeah, it was a hard one. Good job, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) You know, thinking about a theme and trying to portray it you usually go for the opposite because then you get some sort of normal or abnormal and maybe you want to put out the normal in the viewer by showing something that's not normal in our way of looking that's the usual way of photographers to show or get the viewer to reflect upon who is part of me or my group and who is the other one that's a way to actually portray normal is to portray that isn't normal interesting i don't think any of our images really reflect that concept what do you think no i don't think so but 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 uh i have done this during the the spring i've done this course in photography history and we have talked a lot about the portray of the other and a way to get the viewer to reflect on who am I, what is normal, and what am I not. And I don't think, no, 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 not you and I, we didn't take on this theme that way, but but in photography history, it's usually a way to do it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I thought about it, and I really haven't, I didn't think about it when I did my image, because then I went for what's normal <laughs> and what's not, <laughs> and how do I want to portray that? <laughs> I definitely went down that rabbit hole, though, of how do you portray the other, the the not fitting in, the the internal dialogue versus the external, because photography is is can only hint at the internal when it's because it's obviously photographing the surface, unless it's photographing time, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, but isn't every photo doing a picture of time? Looking at photography and the history of photography, what a photo actually display, all of them display time and the possibility in a certain time. Absolutely. It's a a slice. It's a very small slice of time. And when you do a time lapse, you get a larger slice of time. And if you put them in a series, then you can even go even a larger slice of time. But yeah, you're definitely photographing time. And light. No, that's metaphysical. We can drop down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but light is time. The way we measure time is through light. Now we just went into the cosmos and and 
and the whole starlight and we are all made of dust from the from the cosmos yeah christina let's bring this back we need to bring this back we're talking about normal (laughs) and one of the things i really reflected on during my course in photography history is the way photos portray death and thinking about that and now i get a great segue (laughs) to the submission that we got from the community we got two photographers that really went along with us doing normal or images of normal and one of them were Doug and he kind of portrays death in his image could you tell us about it uh Doug's image is one of Crash's customs that he made um, a couple years ago. No. Yeah. No, it's a robot. Is it a robot? Isn't it a ballerina? Um, I thought it was a white figure almost in the center of the image. It's a color image and there is two figures in it. And in the background, there is a back black one from in Minecraft. I don't know the name of that figure, but I think it represents some sort of death or some sort of uh, landscape where it's dark and I think it's death and for me it's a portrait of of death and life and white and towards darkness Uh, and the head of the figure in the foreground is one of uh, crashes or the the tv head with uh, some sort of tentacles on the head and the ballerina skirt walking through water, kind of vivid water moving in the image. And there is a big negative space in the image. Most of the frame is actually nothing or gray or with some green splashes. And the figures are standing and one seems to be walking towards the viewer in the image. Is it about death, Shelley? It could be about death. So Doug has flipped the image a little bit. So the character in the back is an Enderman. And I guess they, I don't know anything about Minecraft lore. So, but he is on the evil side. So we'll go with that monster. And with the quote is, you must not forget that a monster is only a variation and that to a monster, the norm is monstrous. So is he portraying the monster within by revealing the monster? Or is that we only view... It's a, it's a Steinbeck quote from East of Eden. So I'm true Americana. I guess it's the monster within or that we only perceive something monstrous when it's outside the norm. But when we are the monster and that is the norm, then a monster is normal. And everything else is a monster. And everything else is a monster. I think what I struggled with this image was, um, I love the quote, love the juxtaposition of the black and the white and the characters. Really, just I, I love that. Didn't need all the extra space on the on the right, but it does open up the image, which sort of focuses you on the Im- on the characters, which is nice. But it, I, I guess I would have liked the characters farther apart. But then are they the same? Are they looking at each other as the, as the monster within? Or are they connected in some way? So there was, there's a lot of room for me, the viewer, to bring myself to the image, which makes it incredibly successful. I like that about an image. I think, I don't think that figures need to get further apart I love the way he has used this negative space in the image kind of uh, makes me actually focus on the figures and the moving water makes it like they are connected or trying to to escape one another trying to hide from the monster or trying to get away from the monster even though you can't do that, it always follows you. It's always behind you, like a shadow. So for me, they become almost one, even though they're not. I, again, it's one of when you create a photo and you make the viewer feel something and make them think about it 
and bring themselves to it regardless of what that conclusion is or what what they feel that is going on I think that's very successful so on that level um yeah I'm not I'm not sure if I'm got death but I like I like really like its ambiguity I'm really bad at this Christina I'm not good at talking about other people's photos you're much better at this thinking about normal or, or, or death for me it becomes almost like when I hear your quote the quote and I hear you talk about Steinbeck I really see the monster but but the first thought I got from this image was that uh, I don't know if you have seen the the Ingmar Berman film from the 50s the seventh insight maybe in English where he plays chess with death me when I looked at look at this image and the water, they are at the 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 uh, in the coast. Uh, uh, the figures in this movie and one is black with the he looks he is the 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 death and the other one is white is a is a knight. I really think about the duality, the white against the black, uh, and for me they are symbols of. Uh, both uh, Jing and Jang and and all that and and putting them so close to one another makes them even closer and connected to one another. Life trying to hide or getting away from death, but you can't. When, when you say it like that, Christina, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing image, though, isn't it? <laughs> It's 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 fabulous because it has layers. It 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 is the image of the TV head ballerina, suited uh, person and 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 the Minecraft Enderman on one level. But if you take the time and think about it, then you do see the duality. You see the 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 black and the white, the life and the death, and all the possibilities therein. It's fabulous. Yeah. Well, really well done, Doug, I would say, if I were James. but And I'm pretending to be James, so I love it. I think it was amazing. Let's go for the next image. We had one from Astrid as well. Do you want us, do you want to tell us about it, Shelley? Astrid, no. Um, so uh, Astrid goes by Haylight um, on Instagram. And so her image is a beautiful green appears to be a spring day outdoors there's a character line in the grass um little lego figure with uh, a little lego cat on his chest he's very happy um and then uh, lots of green grass very it's very all that grass makes it a very dynamic image and then um off to the side is a little sombrero little lego sombrero so it's like this character has just fallen into the grass laughing playing with this cat enjoying um a lovely day and yeah i really love this image it made me think about corona and i hate talking about corona so we're not going to talk about corona but but one of the part of of being in in the why I chose uh, escape and normal is because we are in this special time everybody says but but it's really strange being I've been uh, working at home for 11 weeks and I haven't actually met anyone except my own closest family and some colleagues on work and this image makes me really think about hugging and kittling in the kit in the small the kitty yeah, or the small cat and the the fun and the laughter and I can almost can hear the the laughter in the in the character lying in the grass and the greenery in in front of the figure and in the background I really feel the warmth and coziness and I long for a ordinary hug and and kind of everything being normal again. There's a lot of hope in this image, a lot of joy and uh, stress-free, carefree. It's a it's it made me very it made me very when I first saw it it made me both very happy and very sad. It's uh it's lovely. My only comment on it is I'm not sure why the hat is there I would have just 
love to have the hat be gone. Oh, I think it ma- makes the image kind of moving because uh, the cat has kind of embraced the figure and she is falling back or kind of are in the move falling and the hat is has kind of left the head or maybe um, maybe she was sitting down and had put it on the hill and kind of the cat kind of puts her backwards i think it makes some sort of move movement in the image even though i don't think it i don't never think any attributes needs to be in the images i think less is more but it kind of i th- I don't know. I would never have used a sombrero to begin with, but we talked about that last week, the last episode, because I only have three toys, and I would never <laughs> use use a different one. Um, but I think it balances uh, the colors as well in the image. The cat that's brown and the hat is brown. So I think it makes a duality in the image, uh, and I think it if you put it away. It would work, but I think it brings the 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 brown in front of the in the image. So I think it I, it works for me. It, I can see that it they're definitely it adds to the story when you talk about maybe the cat knocked the little person down and he's laughing and his hat fell off and it's just part of just the joy of the moment. But it it just I was on my way to bed last night I was actually picked up a book and was reading and and it was talking about eliminating everything from the image except for what was absolutely necessary to tell the story so I think I have that in my mind right now is that idea and that might be where that's coming from I agree I agree and I think I never knew if it were Faulkner that said it but somewhere I've read it uh, that he said you should kill your darlings and you could have killed the cat, <laughs> the hat, <laughs> not the cat, but we could have actually, t- it's less is more in this image, I would say. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. But thank you, Astrid. It was, uh, it's, it, it's an image that made us both happy. And it's a normal that I think both Christina and I both long for right now. Yeah, and I love the warmth and the and the laughter and the sound that comes with that image. Even though toys can't make any noise, I think the laughter is really loud in that image. I I agree. So should we move on to our dark dark images? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is dark when it's normal, is it? <laughs> Isn't that a comfort level to be normal, to fit in, to actually to be part of the norm? That is what normal, when you think about it, is what it, it comes to mind. I looked up the, the definition and it was so nondescript, it was just in one ear, out the other. It just didn't stick. So normal is not making waves. It's, it's I, but then, okay, for me, the normal is in the little is in the little gestures, in the little moments. It's in the everyday smallness of life. To me, that's where the normal normal is. I couldn't agree more. I, I agree totally. Normal is in in the small small details in life. That's normal. And that's what I was thinking about when I was looking at your image. Hmm. Should yeah. we go there, Christina? <laughs> go there. <laughs> So I abided by the rules this time. Were you yeah, not impressed? I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally impressed. And I was really, I could have sent you my image four weeks ago. <laughs> but I thought I would stress you out if you had gotten it then. It totally would have stressed me out. Thank you for not sending it. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> I did it. I did it two hours <laughs> before we were supposed to record <laughs> and I I didn't finish it until today so so I have done, I took the image but I didn't actually do the 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 after work before today unlike me where I had to like scrambling Christina can we push back our podcast today <laughs> because I'm not ready <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it can be. Uh, it, life's crazy. Okay, so 
Christina sent me a very classic Christina photo. Uh, when I opened it up uh, at 2 a.m., I'm like, oh, classic Christina. So what we have is we have a stormtrooper, uh, I believe a six-inch stormtrooper from the waist down. And the stormtrooper is holding the hands of a Lego stormtrooper. And they are on a flat surface, slightly reflective. They appear to be walking towards... This is a back view, so they're walking away from us, the viewer, towards a bright light, which I'm assuming is a setting sun. And it's very soft and um, just, a, just a very quiet moment that's capturing a small slice of time of this intimacy between a parent and a child. And to me, that was beautifully normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I really went for that, the, the normal, normal, the the ordinary normal I see every day, people going to the, to the schools with their children, holding hands, walking together towards uh, a new day or new possibility or ordinary life. And I see everybody, all the, all the parents with smaller children walking down our street in the mornings when I come back from my morning walk. And I thought, that's normal. I like that. So I went for, for doing an image of a nor normal situation. And well done. I, it's um, like comfort food right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we need that. I think we need that. We definitely need that. And then when you're talking about the, the parents walking to school, holding their kids' hands, my kids are older, and I look back and I'm like, wow, that was, we think of that as it's going to go on forever, but that period when you can hold your child's hand is so short. Yeah, and I usually, me and my husband, we usually we we had this when we have when our kids were smaller um we we decided to go to work together so we always went we took the children to the school and then we went to the train and commuted together to work because it was a time where we could catch up and talk to one another in the morning after we had left the children at the schools and I always were late so I always came behind them so for me this is an ordinary view of my my family walking towards schools usually there were two children on each in each hand of my my husband walking towards school so so it's kind of familiar but you forget it even when they grow up and they kind of do their own walk to schools to school you kind of forget that that were the normal now it's not there's a, a lot of a lot of memories that when you're talking about your husband watching them walk to school and holding his his children's hands I can totally visualize that and it also just took me back to one of my favorite photos that I took of my kids and they're they're up a path away from me and uh, Sierra is holding Noah's hand and it's just and there's there's eight year difference between them so they're quite a bit of there's a lot of parent-child in their relationship. And and it just it's still one of my favorite photos of them. And just that that normalcy. But yeah. the size difference and that 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 intimacy. And that's part of normal. It's it's normal in one moment and in the next it's something that isn't normal anymore. And that's the problem with normal because it's always changing. It is always changing. That that's so profound, Christina. <laughs> Here we are. It's it's the philosophers of photo toy photography. <laughs> yeah, and for me, and in my photography or my toys, it's normal that they look like they look like they have been working hard for a long time because we're really well worn and kind of losing their <laughs> the paintings and they have cracks in their arms and that's normal for me even though it's not normal in toy photography because every, usually people use amazingly well 
clean f- figures that are spotless, but mine isn't. <laughs> I would encourage anybody who's listening to this to stop by the blog and check out this image when we put it up because I, when Christina says her toys are worn, I don't think you really can appreciate the fact that literally the paint is all gone from his <clears throat> little holster. <clears throat> So these guys have been around the block more than a few times. And and we're not talking the classic weathered, I weathered my toys with some paint or shoe polish. We're talking about weathered like it's uh, the manufacturer paint is gone. No, it's, it, it definitely does give an idea of this toy being well played with a beloved character beyond just an image or a, a, a character in your it gives a toy depth. Yeah, and I encourage everybody to look at the, the Lego Stormtrooper on his right arm. There is a crack <laughs> in the plastic. He's kind of falling apart. <laughs> Poor thing. Poor thing. Well loved. Well loved. Yeah, that's normal for me, but it isn't normal for everyone. So, so... <laughs> Um, and that's also part of normal. It's different for for everyone, so we can't really say what is no- the norm, even though we actually know the norm. We know, we only know the norm for us because it really is a perspective. So what's normal for me in the U.S. is not normal for you in Sweden, or normal for somebody in India, or somebody in in Russia or in Australia. We all have our own unique perspectives yeah we do and thinking about that the unique perspective i think we should go for your image (laughs) nice segue there christina i'm working on it (laughs) well played you can almost think that i have prepared these segues (laughs) So I'm curious what you thought of this image when it first popped up in your email box. When I opened it, I thought, wow, this is thoughtful. And uh, I thought, I think I really get the sense of where she's going with this image. I can really see the normal in this and I wish it weren't just a dream that I actually did this as or I I saw this as something that's normal that people actually do. Uh, uh, Let me tell everybody what I actually see in the image. Uh, It's a color image, it's landscape oriented and it's um, it is in color, but the f- colors are kind of matte. You have dimmed it down so I can feel like I'm in a dream or an, in an idea or so in maybe in someone's head. And the image is really close to something I think I could have seen in an image or in a movie. I, I kind of recognize it as a cinematic image an image of a thought or a dream or an idea or at least in a movie I would have seen this scene as something that is going around in someone or the character's head. In this landscape orientated image there is a figure in the center of uh, the image. It's a Lego figure and it's uh, with a I would say an orange um, hair and she's yellow and she has closed her eyes and I would I read it as a female figure and she holds her arms right out and she's kind of standing in the middle even though she isn't in the center she's kind of 
in the lower one third of the image it feels like she is in the center of the image and around her there's a lot of people kind of moving there is a soft focus in the image like everything is kind of moving around this figure but she's standing in the middle holding her hands closing her eyes and I would think or I pretend that she is kind of swirling kind of moving around and around because I recognize that feeling as a child dreaming or pretending not to be in this place and kind of closing my eyes and just moving around and around and around and around and everything gets dizzy and kind of dream and everything loses their colors and kind of ends up in a totally different setting or a different area or in my own head or in my own imagination. And for me, that's normal. But this image isn't something that you see in the normal life. So it's a cinematic scene of someone being in their own self or being in their own dreams or in their own thoughts and really enjoying it. And when I look at this image, I think about you, Shelley. And because the figure in the center of this image is portrayed in the way you usually portray yourself when you, you talk about yourself or, or portray yourself as a Lego figure. Is that a, a correct read? Yes. I put myself in the center of the image. And I love that. But I want it to be anyone. I want it to be more anonymous. I want me to be able to... I do that, but I would love to be... I, I love the way the figure kind of pops out because of the red hair and the red, the red um, sweater. But maybe she could have been a bit more ambiguous, a more anybody. Interesting. Yeah, I love the face. I love everything, but I would love to have... I think I want a different hair. I want... <laughs> yeah. I love the... I love the... I love the haircut. I think it's amazing. But it's something that makes... Make, is she make... She pops so much. She is so bold. She is so courage I want it to be me as well I'm not that bold maybe I am but but I don't see myself as that bold I want it to be anyone I want anyone to kind of feel that they could actually take a place interesting okay so uh want some backstory yes <laughs> so when you proposed normal uh last time a version of this image actually did pop into my head. And I had to go down a lot of rabbit holes before I came back to it. But I had wanted to put the same image, the same toy that Doug had used with the TV head that uh, Dennis had come up with. But I have the the clear version, so the invisible one. Because we have talked about this a lot, about when you get to be a woman of a certain age, you become invisible. And it's so easy to be invisible in a crowd. And so that was my idea, was to have this person, the invisible figure in the middle of the crowd and everyone going by and just not seeing them. So that was that was my idea. But then last weekend or so, recently, there was a, a holiday in the US and Memorial Day, which well, we'll go down that road. But in the past, what I've always done that weekend has gone to this huge music festival which like 25,000 people in a confined space crowds everywhere you're always jostling into people the Santa cans by the end of the day are beyond gross I mean it's just it's just people everywhere and and I miss that and it was the first time the everything we've lost in the last two months really came home to roost and so that's I, I realized how much I miss crowds and people so I'm like 
I'm going to put myself in the middle of the crowd instead of the anonymous uh, figure. And then I borrowed some techniques from Tom Milton and from an image I remember Balakov had done ages ago. And I actually did all the blur in, in camera. I was very proud of myself. And in a, as, a, as a nod to you, Christina, she was very bright. <laughs> I really wanted the image to be her red in the middle. So, and everything around black and white, but that was too much of a contrast. So I brought some color in for the background and I toned her down and I know how much you love yellow faces. So I really, really <laughs> changed the color of her face just for you. Yeah, I love that. I, I really think you did a marvelous work doing that. I love that, Shelley. Thank you. I hate the bright yellow. <laughs> It, yeah, it would have been too much. So, um, so it, it is. I, I I like how you talk about it as being like a dream sequence or one of those crazy shots they do in movies where the character is spinning in the middle of the crowd because she just got some great fabulous news and it's a fantasy sequence. It does. It definitely does sort of lend itself to that. So nice interpretation. I like it. But it was just the idea of being in the middle of a crowd and just enjoying that moment of normalcy yeah have you thought about doing her in the bullseye actually changing the composition and making her the center of the center in the image i could try that i could try that i i kind of wanted the kind of down the downward look a little bit that you're kind of a bird's eye yeah but you get that anyway because you have that perspective of the camera so you don't have to do that in you don't have to do it twice i think i don't think you need to do it twice actually try to put her in the center of the center (laughs) (laughs) and i think the image will be even better do you want me to change her too and make her not red? N- no, I want. I could put the invisible I, uh, person in the middle and see what happens. No, I don't want the invisible person. I want. I maybe. I, I maybe I would like a different color of the 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 hair. Maybe, but I'm not sure. What color would it be? What, what color would you put there? Thinking about it, I would love. To it to be a brown a brown person not a, a person of color yeah because the norm in the western society is so much connected to our the color of our skin i think that would be a political statement in the image try i think you should try different i think you should do a series of these and change the head uh, I love the way she closes I want every every head to have closed eyes but different hair and different and she, they can have red hair red clothes all of them and change try different people standing in that crowd feeling you'll see it will change the way we read the images I would love to see it maybe five six seven ten images with different people in the center. Well, they only have a handful of faces with closed eyes that I know of, and they're all yellow. You can do it by using Photoshop, maybe? Ah! Sacrilege. Photoshop! Oh my god, I'm gonna take that six-week class now! Stop! (laughs) Oh... I did invest in a bunch of uh, of brown heads recently. I actually have I've been really expanding my collection because I'm so tired of yellow and and flesh. Yeah, which does not represent does not represent not the world, not anymore, not the world we want anyway. No, and I think I think that's important, and I think this is one of the images, but there should be a lot of different images of different 
person standing in the middle of this crowd, everybody walking. I think I don't. I get this feeling of that she's in in the central station somewhere, and everybody's on their way to work, and she has stopped, <laughs> kind of be, being in her own moment. So, what about the arms out? Would you have in these these mythical other images? Would the arms be down? Would they be up? Would they be straight out? I think you should try. I think you should. I, sh- I think you. The only thing you should change. It's the color of the hair and the color of the head, if you can do that. I know. I could put stormtroopers in there. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a try. Well, that's pretty funny. Okay, well, that's easy enough to do, actually. When you said you were going to make a suggestion, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go reshoot this. It's going to take forever. But actually doing a series with um, different people and just see what happens, that'd be kind of fun, actually. Put the figure in the center, in the middle of the middle. You don't have to change anything. You can crop it. You can crop it it's 16 by 9. or You can crop the, the head of the image. Oh, yeah. I could. I could she's 16-9 now. I could make her 16-9 and, th- and then just crop it and put her yeah. in the center too. Yeah, yeah. do that. Because I love the the perspective in the image I think it's amazing just me looking down at her but you don't have to have her doing a down down all right so um challenge to me before the podcast goes up is to come up with a handful of images a six image uh, narrative yes I'd love to see that and that will be I I promise you Christina that will be in the when the podcast goes live it will be in the blog post and if anybody wants to see if Christina's idea of what it would be like to have different figures in that crowd and they represented different different people different types of people how would that change the image yeah and how will it change us and the way we look at this image yeah, because I don't think you can be a person of color and actually enjoy being in a crowd. I think it's too, especially right now, probably a little on the frightening side. Yeah, I think you'll make different points and different ways of us looking at one another. And I think that's an important message about normal. Because my normal isn't yours or someone else's normal. Challenge accepted. Ah, great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay, so um, a, an idea. So, this is what I was thinking about when I took this photo. Is that I spent all, I spent like Friday night setting it up, and then I spent uh, uh, an hour or so actually capturing the image yesterday. And, and it was a very satisfying process. For me, because normally what I do is I I spend some time in the studio. I put all my little figures together. I put them in my box. I go to wherever I'm shooting that day, and I go like, oh well, that'll work. Okay, I just can put that one here. A couple little, you know, bounce cards. Get the light. Flick some water. Done. Right. And and I capture my image, and I'm happy with it, and I and I leave satisfied, and I'm good, and I'm good, but. There was something a little bit different about the process about digging deep for normal, thinking about all these different things I want to do about imagination, inside, outside, belonging, not belonging, um, how we view ourselves, how other people view us. I mean, these were all my rabbit holes that I went down and I immediately went like, I can't do any of those. Maybe if I was, you know, James Gibbo, I could, you know, Harry Hawk, I could have like whip something out with my why do you why do you do that what you shouldn't do that of course you can you can do whatever you want to and you shouldn't pretend to be someone else to be able to think you can do it of course you can do it you can do it in a shallow way if i had time let's put it in the time i had left i could not pull that off so that's why i had to pull back and but it by creating my little scene and look it's a rare studio photo I mean that also is kind of funny uh I had a I really enjoyed the process and even whatever the success level of the image is 
it didn't really matter. I was happy with what I produced. You should me. be. Was, you should be really pleased with this image. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. It means a lot coming from you. You know how much I respect your opinion. But it was just, um, it was very, just very satisfying. Yeah. So I'm not sure I'm going to be doing more in studio photos, but there's a lot of people I admire who do studio work. But it inspired me to use my tripod more. So I'm going to pull that out today for a photo and actually do a photo I requires a tripod. Like, I feel like new horizons are opening up. <laughs> With a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So crazy. Photography is just, it's, it's such an amazing medium where you can take an idea out of the air, just a, just a random word, and pull images out. Yeah, and we are going to do that during the next month as well. So you have you will be able to practice even more because we have already decided on the new word that we are going to photograph on, aren't we? Haven't we? Did we? What did we? We came up with one, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We went for we are kind of staying in this time zone of where everything is abnormal and strange and you want to escape and you want it to be normal and we went for hope it seemed like a, the next stage in the process of the grieving that we're going through maybe after hope we should go through grieving then we could get all our skeletons <laughs> out for good you think i don't yeah, I have skeletons. Yes, I have. And I've used them in some images. Yeah, maybe maybe but you can you you can use you can use your skeletons in hope as well. Uh, that's true. I have put my skeletons away a while ago and I have not photographed with them for a while, but I'm really getting the urge to pull them out and do some skeleton photos cuz that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> 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 Please enlighten us. What is it with Shelley and skeletons? Um, well, part of living in the present is is knowing that you're going to die. I mean, there's two things that you can pretty much know is going to happen in your life. You're going to be born and you're going to, your life begins and it ends. There's, and there's all this stuff in the middle, which we call life. So, uh, for me, the skeletons have been a way of working through that inevitability. So there you go. Skeletons. When I throw a skeleton up, I'm dealing with death. <laughs> As I have told you several times during this talk, I've done this course in photography history and every session we talked about death <laughs> my teacher he was kind of obsessed with the idea that photography is a way to portray death and Bartes and one of the the big thinkers around photography Bartes he also sees photography as a way to kind of despite or try to pretend or or not uh, he focuses on on the death moment that is part of every photo that could could take us down such a rabbit hole because death is is so much a part of art and art history in 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 every aspect of it and then we can always get into the the photos that people would have taken of their of their dead loved ones that was part of the of the death ritual when photography first came out as you would have a photograph taken of of your dead son or child or husband as a memento yeah you know, that was part of it and thinking about it um our pictures of our toys when we portray them once once or sometime you never know when there will be only be an image of that toy. It will not be part of this setting anymore. My toys are kind of falling apart <laughs> all through the process of me kind of documenting it. And capturing a moment in time before it's lost forever. Yes. Well, that's 
are we just all chipper and happy today? Yeah, and we're going for <laughs> hope and skeletons. <laughs> I'm gonna. I hope that's a. I mean, what in? I mean, that's a, just a. That's a. That's another word that's not. Is I mean, it's just as hard to grasp as normal, which is what represents hope to you. What what are you what are you hopeful for? What brings you hope? What has brought you hope in the past? And it's going to be very subjective depending upon where you are in your life. And uh, so that will be really interesting that people will throw some images up that represent hope to them. Yeah, I hope, I really hope that someone will join us and we'll see different versions of hope not just yours and mine but but i'll settle for yours well we had four we talked about four images today and they're all so different yeah and we all had the same word and we all approached it so differently and um they're all beautiful in there and it was an amazing conversation so christina thank you for that thank you shelly and we are in that part of the podcast we are supposed to wrap up. We always wrap up like this, me and James, kind of embracing one another, telling one another how much we like this. And uh, I know that's your part of this podcast is to wrap it up, Shelley. So wrap it up and we'll send everybody off and to do their own photography. To, to think about hope. So Christina, thank you so much for inviting me to join you to talk about uh, normal. I had a great time. And thank you everyone for sticking with us and listening to another of one of our crazy rambling conversations about photography. Appreciate that. And your support. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast, wherever you do that in your feeds. If you can leave a comment, we would appreciate that very much because that will allow people to find us. And give us a review, a five-star review. That will make the algorithm better and people will find the, the podcast among other podcasts. And lie. Even if you don't like, think it's a five, just just give us a five anyway. Let me know you did that. I'll send you a thank you card. Yeah. <laughs> give us a five. Yes. Uh, tell your friends because that helps too. And we want to give a shout out to Josh who, who edits our podcast. So thank you so much, Josh, for, for doing that. And don't forget to subscribe to the Tour Photographer's Newsletter so you'll know when the next podcast is coming out, what is coming up in the future, interesting articles about toy photography. We appreciate your support there too. And uh, Christine and I will see you next time when we will discuss our own images of hope and your images too. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you, Shelley. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>